we should read our Bibles as men digging for buried treasure. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of peoples according to the number of the sons of God. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Take no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but yet expose them. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Life's a garden, man. You gotta dig it. Hello fellow treasure hunters, welcome to the excavation site, I'm Justin, alongside me we got Ben, Stephen, and Chad, we'll be your guides on this excursion, hope you brought your shovel and your compass, cause we got the map, let's dig. Hey everybody, welcome back, uh, how's everybody doing this week? Doing pretty good, got the garden plowed yesterday. Oh, plowing the garden, now we yeah. got digging. Anything interesting, guys? Nice play on words there. <laughs> I got uh, some new quail yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw I that on try. Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I got some and I got some chickens that are going to hatch we're, out we're tonight. We're about to order some meat chickens. I'm excited for that. Mm. I got some bottom round from Food City. I'm about to put it on after a while. It's going to be good stuff. Oh, yeah. Good protein. Other than that, I don't know really what I got going on. I've been meal prepping a lot, cooking, working out. Chad, the fitness guru. He is the guru. Hey, Sam King, you know, Made of granite. Yeah, I got a lot of moving this week. So. Yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, got a new place, got all our stuff moved over there in the chaos, and we're now finally out of all our totes and getting getting set up. So that's a that's Chaotic the wor- and exciting. That's the worst part. I was just going to say, I've been in my house three years and we're still in our totes. Oh, I told her we're going to die there. I don't want to move again. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> That's good, though, man. Yeah. You never made it in the military. Oh, no. Definitely no. not. I think I've moved no time more to set your roots. in the years I've been alive. <laughs> well, that's Probably crazy. Probably wouldn't have made it in prison, either. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is on a roll. Might as well throw one in. There. Oh, yeah. Get yours in. Uh, but, yeah, uh, this is the second episode. Uh, so this one, uh, subject matter is uh, Divine Counsel and the Supernatural Worldview. So that's something we all sh- pretty much share, right, guys? Yep. Supernatural yeah. worldview, no, divine absolutely. counsel. Absolutely. I'd say that really, more since we started getting together, because this started as a as a you know a men's group really, yeah. and it turned out that only four of us showed up. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It turned into this, and it was starting from there. It has um, just kind of the leaning on each other and listening to each other and learning from each other. It's it's open my view up I always had questions but it's this has really helped answer some of those and then give me about 10,000 more yeah, so absolutely I think that's that's but you know where we uh, are coming from yeah and uh, with this I mean uh, a good book uh, to I guess dig deeper in this if you guys are interested is uh, Michael Heiser's Unseen Realm that's kind of what uh, got me me started into look into this and stuff he, he goes into to great detail uh, about this whole subject and basically we're just wanting to uh, o- open people's eyes and point them in the right direction get them to start digging and start seeing some of these things for themselves you know uh, 
it's crazy. I grew up in church my whole life, and after I read that book, it's like I, I read it with a new set of eyes. Because it's, it's amazing that when you grow up, all the things that you're taught, the things that you're told, these are just filters, you know, that you have on your eyes and ears, and you just see and hear things the way that you were taught, you know. And I love how he words that in that book. Me and Stephen was just talking about the other day. How, uh, is it, what do you call it in the back of the book, the summary? I think it even says it in the summary. It's like when you read this book, that's the only request he asks is that you remove all your preconceived filters and just read it with an yes. open mind, and yes. then it'll, it'll make more sense to you, you know. I just think I wish people would do that with the Bible in general. Yeah, let the because Bible speak for itself. A lot of it, yeah. Let the text speak for itself. Exactly. Let it say what it says without putting our own little interpretation in view on it or the current world what we've been taught right yeah you gotta read you gotta read it by the time frame they wrote it exactly because they're not gonna write something oh these guys are gonna in 2040 this this is gonna be happening so i'm gonna write it so they understand because then you just bypassed everybody before then well yeah they will have no idea and and how would he know what 2040 looks like well, you, you know. just the the words, the lingo, the culture. Right. I mean, you have right. to put your your mind in the the mindset of the time that it was written to fully exactly. understand it. Yep. You have to look at it like the ancient Israelites viewed it. Exactly. Like, you know that spiritual lens that you have to uh, to have, and I think you know just modern day that uh, we've been misled from that view, and um, it's uh, it's hard to grasp because once again we've not been taught that, and. Um, and when we hear these things, it's a little hard to grasp, you know. And um, it's uh, definitely something that a lot of things is just completely opposite of what we've been taught. So uh, I think a lot of us suffer with the cognitive dissonance. But uh, if you keep digging, you keep finding. I firmly believe that. I mean, being with you guys and be able to bounce off ideas and uh, learn stuff from you all. And uh, it's just opened me up to so much more as far as what the Bible, um, what's encoded in that Bible. You really got to have your compass and you really got to have your shovel, shovel and do some digging to find these uh, mysteries and to uh, uh, unravel these revelations, you know. Oh, yeah. And I was telling Stephen before we got started, I said, it's amazing as, as Christians, we have a supernatural worldview when it comes to Christ, but Christ only, you know. You know, we believe in the Immaculate Conception. You know, we believe in the crucifixion, the resurrection. We believe in the miracles that, that Jesus done. But when you start talking about, you know, uh, other, you know, lowercase g gods, as Michael Heiser calls them, or angelic beings, or or uh, demons, you know, uh, doing, you know, magic, sorceries, you know, and other stuff like Witcher. that, then they're like, oh, no, you're, you're dabbling in dark stuff right there. That, you know, that's not biblical. Oh, well, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you, you can't just have it one way, you know, if you believe the supernatural stuff of Christ, then your Bible also speaks about it. Yeah, then the Bible speaks yeah. of it. Right. No. There's a heaven. There has to be a hell. Yeah. There's a. There's the opposite. Well, you just can't pick and choose what's, right. what's, what. Yeah. What, what you believe, or either you believe in the Bible, or you believe in parts of the Bible. Yeah. You know, and um, so that's something I think that we've all had to really uh, wrap our minds around. But the more that you dig into this stuff, the more your eyes open up, and the more it's just uh, uh, revealed to you uh, exactly. What's going on even today in, in, in our oh, modern yeah. times, you know? Spiritual lens, yeah. Yes, yes, definitely a lot of spiritual warfare that, uh, you know, 
is going on in the world and a lot of people just don't see it because throughout society we've been conditioned and uh, just misled from uh, from that truth you know but mm. the truth will set you free oh yeah well Stephen, you're getting kind of quiet over there uh, you've actually read the, the Mike Kaiser's Unseen Realm and stuff so I guess uh, explain in, in your your words uh, the what the divine council slash supernatural worldview is in a nutshell the way that I interpret that to some degree is is the uh, in the in the beginning and it talks about this biblically and I'd have to pull up the exact verse I know you have it written down right there but it talks about at the creation in Genesis yeah one twenty six one twenty six the plural language yes so it talks about that the sons of God and God's divine counsel that in the if you go back to the the Hebrew for that it said that Elohim when it talks about God but it's also it talks about them as the plural Elohim underneath God in his divine counsel so those other sons of God were there to witness creation they were his counsel was there before all this happened it says that plain as day in the scripture and when we look at that and then we look at a couple other verses further down that we will continue to talk about uh, as we go forward but those people were put in charge of certain parts of the of the earth and um, that led us down that kind of that, that kind of is the uh, leapfrog into pretty much everything this show is going to be about yes and, and yes. where it's, this is the, the diving board and it's what set us on our path to the Digging. world we live in right now. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. But what we have to understand is those beings, those lower, uh, lowercase g gods, are still divine beings. They were over top of other, uh, other um, like the Assyrians or the um, uh, Babylon, you know, uh, all those different uh, countries. They were over top of them and when they worship them, it's because they showed them great signs. They did miraculous things that people think only God did these things in the Bible, and, and that's not true. That's how the Israelites were pulled away so many times is because they saw magic. Magic. They saw witchcraft. They sorcery. saw things that sorcery. They saw things that were beyond, or saw things that were godlike, that that disguised themselves. Um, to be God. To be Godlike, yeah. exactly. Yes. So I, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Oh yeah, and the thing is, is uh, I don't want anybody, you know, especially in our area, when when you say there's other gods and stuff, immediately they start freaking out and they they shut their ears and it's like, oh no, you're not talking about biblical stuff and that's heresy. That's not, you know, it's polytheism. No. We are plainly saying that there is one creator God, one supreme God. Correct. So but many. these are created beings it's, that God basically created as, he didn't need them. Of course he don't need them. He, he's God. But he, he formed like a, a, a fellowship, a relationship, and uh, these beings to help him rule and, and cast out judgment on the earth and, and things like that. And there's tons and tons and tons of scripture to support that you know oh, oh, absolutely psalm 82 yeah. i mean uh, i know you got that in your notes uh, but i mean yeah. there's so many scriptures that just in oh, yeah. great detail uh depict this you know so well I mean, even I, when you start at the beginning i mean the very first book you know 
Genesis. You know, Genesis one twenty six says, "Let us make man, you know, in our image." So I mean, us and our—that's plural language. You know what I mean? That's more than one. Well, of course, you know, around this area, uh, I was always taught that, oh, well, that's the Trinity. You know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Well, yeah, but, but no, there's more than that. Per- or you're the same. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know it's being. Like, so it's like. So it, why would you have to say it in that? You know. Oh yeah, I in mean. That way. So is he is he talking to himself? Right. That's what I'm. I yeah. mean So no, the 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 us and the our is the divine counsel because later on it's uh he and uh, Stephen mentioned it was Job uh, chapter one uh, six through twelve, or wait a minute that's the wrong verse. Uh, where's it at? Right here, Job thirty-eight seven. I'm sorry. It says, uh, "When the morning stars, the sons of God sang for joy at the sight of creation." Right. You know, so I mean that that's the us and the hour there, because mm-hmm. right. Genesis was the creation yeah. account. Yeah. Right. That was who was with him when this all happened. They were created first. Right. No. Absolutely. Um, and, and then uh, once again, uh, like I said, with Psalm eighty-two, I don't know if you're ready to go there or not. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. And once again, like Stephen said, um, when you take this back to Hebrew, you know, God in the first text is, um, you know, Elohim. And even in the second part of that uh, scripture, the uh, gods in plural is Elohim, but this is the Beneo Elohim, is that correct? The uh, Bene Ha Elohim, the sons of God, yeah. Right, yeah, absolutely, but uh, once so again, he, God has taken the place in the divine council in the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. In the gods, are you sure it says gods? The gods. One more time, the what? In the midst of the gods. <laughs> okay, okay. He holds Just judgment. Just making sure there. <laughs> so this is the way I look at it and was describing it to my wife. We're all in Tennessee. So we're all Tennesseans, but there's one governor. The governor is a Tennessean, but we are not the governor. So God is Elohim, but no other Elohim is God. Right. I guess that's a good way of looking at it. It, it simplifies it. I'm a oh, simple yeah. man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, sticking with even with the Old Testament, I, I mentioned this verse earlier, but it was the, the Job 1, uh, 6 through 12. And if you guys remember, that's uh, when uh, God was looking down on Job, and you know, and it says that uh, uh, Satan, that, that God was up in the heavens. With, with He was there with his divine counsel. It was a courtroom scene. And it said that uh, Satan just, you know, just strolls on up. And then, you know, God tells him, you know, have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him, you know. And, uh, he was like, oh, well, yeah, of course he loves you. You know, look at all the things you give him. You let me put my hand on him, he'll curse you. You know, so that, that right there was a, uh, another divine council uh, courtroom style uh, scene. So, I mean, that showed you that that was how they believed, you know, the heavens and the earth to be ran that, during that time. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I picture it kind of like a, a king and his war council. Yeah. You know. Advisors, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and so Satan, whatever whatever the king says goes, but he lets other people pr- participate, not because he needs them to. Exactly, right. It's like he enjoys politics almost. Yeah, you know, no one enjoys politics. <laughs> There's some people. <laughs> Nobody does. 
But what's cool too is uh, in that book, uh, Divine Counsel or uh, Unseen Realm. I mean, uh, he compares uh, Satan to uh, hey, how did he word it, Stephen? We was just talking about Hasatan. But basically, it was that it wasn't a proper verb; it was a job title. Oh, it was yeah, the yeah. Satan, and that meant accuser. Right. So the accuser—that's where you get, you know, the accuser of the brethren. Right. So he, Michael Heiser, in his book, you know, is even saying it could very well be that this is just another divine being in the council that is their job is like basically prosecuting attorney to bring up prosecution or judgment claims against, you know, people on earth instead of it actually being the Satan, you know, the actual Satan. Lucifer. Like a job title. Yeah. Yeah. I take it, like, I, say, okay. I take this one step further when we're talking about this and we're, we're talking about all the different references to the, the plural Elohim and I think that, um, and we'll get way way more into this in the future but I do have to bring up part of Deuteronomy 32 um, but one of the verses in there that kind of hit me and it actually hit me more today than it did when I first read it but the um, Deuteronomy 32 17 it says that they offered sacrifices to demons which are not God uppercase G God mm-hmm. but to gods lowercase G gods that had not they had not known before to new gods lowercase g only recently arrived to the to gods their ancestors had never feared so think about that not only there was that god's word again well a whole bunch <laughs> of times and notice how i did say lowercase uh, lowercase versus uppercase however um i think you guys will pick up eventually as we're going through here what what we mean when we say it and might not have to preface that every time but when it says to gods they had not known before to new gods only recently arrived there's a lot to unpack right there if you mm-hmm. think about it but it's it's there's there's so much when we start looking at deuteronomy 32 and that's where um if you read the unseen realm or you read a, a, a lot of heiser's work that he pulls a lot from there and um it just shows to me that there's so much more um, to that supernatural view than we're ever really taught. Like, if you go back through Sunday school, you go back through everything you've been through in church, and I've been a member of, I can't tell you how many churches, and that's not because I'm a church jumper. It's because I've moved so many times. But I've been part of so many churches, and what you hear at church is you hear, you know, God did this, God did this. And, and, you know, you hear the important, you know, message about how to get salvation from God, right? You you learn that Jesus died for you on the cross. You learn all these things, but we skip over everything that's uncomfortable. We don't talk about things in the Bible that, that puts you in an awkward, um, that sound awkward or uncomfortable to talk about and there's so many things and my favorite is genesis 6 but we'll talk about that at another time no absolutely Um, but there's there's so many different things and and when you look at how many times in the bible it talks about other gods and how many times that other gods or for we were talking about it a few minutes ago the the 
Egyptians, when Moses is trying to lead the uh, the Israelites right. out of uh, Egypt, Pharaoh's magicians could do pretty much almost everything that Moses could with God's power. Yes. And, and Moses did say in the scripture, he says, forgive me for my weak use of your power. He does say that at some point. But, you know, they were able to turn their staffs into snakes. They were able to turn water into blood. They were able to bring frogs. I mean, these things happened. And then uh, the lowercase, lowercase g gods of Egypt were able to help these magicians perform those same tricks for lack of a better through word. ritual and yeah. sacrifice yeah well that's exactly what those well let's we're gonna get yeah. we're gonna go start going down the, yeah. the watcher which one thing i want to put quick. to bed really quick because i know some listeners are what they're going to say when we keep talking about you know who's amongst you know who can be compared to you amongst the gods and god takes his seat amongst the gods and holds judgments all those different you know verses and stuff you know, Exodus, Exodus fifteen eleven even also says, "Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods?" There's that word again, okay? Mm-hmm. And then people are like, "Oh, well, now I've heard this my whole life." No, they're talking about stone and and wood. You're not to bow to false idols, okay? Well, I'm gonna put that to bed because I, when I found this, it really stood out to me. Exodus twenty is where you have your ten commandments, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Exodus twenty, uh, it says. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Your first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. So it was so very important that God made that his number one. And if there are no other gods, why why would would God mention them? Exactly. This shows it was very important to God because then he would have said, you know, don't bow down to false idols. And then, what's the next verse say? Okay, this shows you God separated the distinction between the two because God knew in this future time that's what we would say. Oh, they're talking about false idols. You know, don't put no idols before me. No, well, then read your Bible. It says, you shall have no other gods before me. Then the very next one, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I am the Lord your God, and I am a jealous God. Right. Good stuff, man. So I will put that to bed right now. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, though, like we talked about, these guys then, they looked at this stuff. Uh, they they seen sorcery. They, they seen magic. They seen witchcraft. They know the rituals was going on, the children's sacrifice, the, the blood sacrifice, the cutting. The uh, They had this view, and uh, that's... Uh, right now in this world, we've just been misled from that so much that it's so hard to grasp this. But it's all right there if you just let the Bible say what it says. Let the Bible speak for itself. Let the text say what it says. But we got this worldview, and uh, it's just uh, it's just so watered down. And I firmly believe that's just been done by design, as far as the church being touched and uh, the institutions being controlled. Technology, these, and it's the powers and demons and authorities of this world. Because what was that guy that done that radio show? If I were the devil, you remember that, that yeah. famous clip? Yeah, what? Um, that's uh, oh. Yeah, I mean that's perfect. Because remember, because he said he yeah. said uh, uh, his great the devil's greatest trick oh. was making everybody believe he didn't exist. That's, yeah. that's so that's why, because we're not talking yeah, about it anymore. Yes, we're not We've whitewashed it out of our Bible and out of our like churches. Paul no, Harvey, absolutely. Thing. Steve Harvey. Is yeah, that Steve. It? Steve. No, 
Steve, Steve Harvey's. The, no, it's something Paul Harvey. Host. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Yes, Paul yes. Harvey. He's on it. Yeah, but it. they they are identical. <laughs> no, no, they're not. No, they're not. But uh, yeah, yeah. Paul Harvey. The rest of the story. that was spot on. He yeah. does a great yeah. job at that. What was that? Like nineteen forty-three oh, or yeah, something it was, like yeah, that. If I was the devil, I'd do this, do yeah. that. Yeah. And it's exactly what we're seeing. We went to church. It was well, see, uh, all everything. Man. Same thing with technology. We were talking today at at lunch. I mean, yet a hundred years ago, before TVs, before you know, you're an old man sitting on his front porch reading his Bible because there's nothing else to do. You're pondering. You have time, and now. You got your cell phones. You got the internet. You've got TV. Many distractions. You got, I mean, reading the Bible or watching Yellowstone. Which one's more interesting? Yeah, the Bible work. should be more or even less work too. Yeah, you we're, just sit we're there, lazy, docile people. Drink yeah, you, drink you a Coke or whatever, some sweet tea, watch a show, eat beef jerky. But now the Bible, Bible, now you know we're in Tennessee. Sweet tea, all yes, right. sir. Well, that's why cornbread. Yeah, well, Hosea four six. You know, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Mm. You know, um, but when we have this understanding of this divine council and these heavenly hosts that are ruling the nations besides the lot of Israel, then. Uh, it makes sense because the authorities of this world are controlled by those same heavenly hosts that control the nations. Well, they knew their enemy, and that's the problem of today. We, we don't talk oh, about yeah. them. We don't, right. We're ignorant about them, yeah. so therefore we don't know our enemy. You know, we don't and see the spiritual warfare if right in front of us. you don't know who you're is. fighting, yes. it is. you don't know you're in a fight to begin with. Well, then Matthew ten sixteen. you know, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We're definitely not wise when people talk about the supernatural. We think they're crazy. Oh, yeah. But that's what the devil wants you to think. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the veil that's been pulled over all of our eyes for a long time. But talking about this stuff is exactly how we expose the enemy. And you know one of my favorite, one of my favorite verses Ephesians 5.11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but yet expose them. You know, so, so much scripture to back up this spiritual warfare and this worldview of this. Go ahead, Steve. Well, I was just to say, let's back up just a little bit. Because not only do we see this biblically, but we see this in other cultural elements around the world. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. If we no. go back to the Tower of Babel, when everybody was one group, everybody spoke the same yep. language, That's everybody believed in the same God and knew of the divine council, when all of a sudden all the languages are broken up and dispersed into the 70 nations, you know, the, right. all of them, when it's dispersed into the 70 nations, and those people can no longer communicate, they still knew the same things. So the when same. you go between Greek and you talk about Zeus and he's the head god and then all the other gods like Poseidon and everybody else who was Below, underneath him. Right. Or you go to um, Rome and their head god, Saturn, right? Wasn't it Saturn? I'm pretty sure it's Saturn. I think. I can't remember. Was the, what, and then... And then Saturn all the gods. Yeah, yeah, you had a pantheon. Yeah. Then you have the pan exactly the pantheon. You had that, which is how that's kind of that evolved from God and the divine council at the Tower of Babel, all across cultures. That's how you get all the world religions and gods that's of today. Where they, oh, yes. Osiris, that's where it originated. Uh, 
just so many overlapping stories. It's just, you know, the same stories, but uh, spoken different languages. Yeah. Exactly. But that's important to know where this came from and why we see it all over the world, too. Yeah. And you see a, a prime example of this, and I, I didn't even read this till I can't remember if I read that in Unseen Realm or not. I might have. But in First Kings 22, uh, 19 through, I think, 23, but it's actually, you get to see inside of the divine council and kind of how it works okay uh i'll kind of just set this up uh, ahab uh king uh was going into battle and he uh mm-hmm. asked all his prophets you know should he go in should would he be victorious and all these prophets said yes you'll be victorious you know i've seen this sign this sign all this stuff well then uh the other king i can't remember his name but was that was going to go into battle with him said well have you consulted a prophet of the lord you know yahweh because all these other prophets wasn't of you know Yahweh, so then he's like, well, there is one. He said, but he's always he always speaks evil of me. Yeah, you know, he didn't want to talk to me. So then he, the other king's like, well, no, I, I'm not going to go to battle with you unless you go talk to the, you know one of those prophets. So and that's basically what this scene is right here. And uh, Micaiah, that's his name, says, And Micaiah said, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting in his throne, and all the host of heaven standing beside him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will entice Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Galeed? And one said one thing, and another said another. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord, saying, I will entice him. And the Lord said to him, By what means? And he said, I will go out, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, You are to entice him, and you shall succeed. Go out and do so. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all of your prophets. The Lord has declared disaster for you. So, I mean, that, that you got to see, you know, kind of how God governs with this divine council. Micaiah was brought up to heaven to God's throne mm-hmm. and shown, you know, the, the hosts of heaven. And they're all sitting there talking, basically brainstorming on how they're going to. How they're going to. Yeah. Take I want them. And want God them dead. knew what what would be best. He knew what he was going to do, but he felt, yeah. you know, he lets the them be a part of yes. it. You he know says what I mean? he needs to die. Yeah. How do you guys want to kill him? Yeah. How are we going to do this? And yeah. then the Spirit says what he says. Okay. That sounds good. Go do it. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you see stuff like that all in the Bible. And uh, let's see. Another one is like I wrote that was a divine kind of courtroom scene was Daniel seven twenty six. Let's see. Yeah, it says, But the court shall sit in judgment and his dominion shall uh, be taken away to be consumed and destroyed to the end. You know, God's divine counsel who, who sits in judgment. I just continue to think that when we look at this and we have to understand that that we're and justin already marked on it we're not saying anything that this is not a monotheistic um religion like god is god that yes. is yes. he is god he is above everybody else but the most does, high but that does not say that those other angelic this beings, is not there well the bible clearly says they're there right correct and the bible clearly says that some rebelled that's yeah, why the world is in the state that it's in today. But just like the humans, we got free. They got free will. Yeah, yeah. Everything, all creation. He didn't want to be will. a tyrant. God. No. But those those exact other angelic beings, whatever fallen angels, whatever you want to call them, that were the gods of those nations. It God still could overcome any of those issues. And, and Isaiah 
47.9, it says, Yes, these calamities will come upon you despite all your witchcraft and magic. It shows mm. that God, as in the uppercase G, had ultimate power over all these other beings that he created, that his counsel, but he had ultimate power over them, even though... They were rebelling against them. And, they, well, uh, yeah. Even though we, I mean, you see that they had the ability to give these uh, these uh, idolaters um, produce fruit for the darkness. Yes, exactly. They were able to to do a miraculous thing. Yes. Yeah, why else evil. would they follow them exactly. and worship them? Why but else? that but was only through the the ritual and the sacrifice and the. Um, that's just so important that we hit home yes. on that. And yeah. Everybody understands that there was miraculous things happening everywhere. Yes. And they still are. You got all the all the the secret society, occult, and oh, you know sacrifice, and all that stuff still going on today. Going and on even today. abortion. I'm sorry to tell you, but that is modern day sacrifice to Baal. Baal. That's all it is. It is. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, the numbers are staggering um, as far as the uh, abortions go, and and that's exactly what it is. But like he said, but you see, and you know that some rebelled because you, you have all kinds of spiritual warfare going on throughout your Bible. And if you don't have the, the, those eyes to see that, you miss it. You know, just like in Exodus, the plagues, you know, and all that said that uh, uh, Moses threw down his staff, it turned into a serpent. Well, then uh, their magicians done the same thing, and they made a serpent. So that showed you that they had power. But one thing I thought was really cool was after that event, the plagues began. And uh, the God's powers and signs and wonders all stopped. Did you notice that? They were powerless then. But you know why? I, f I read this and I thought this was really cool. Uh, Mark chapter 3, verse 27 happened. It says that no man can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. Hmm. So God, God let them have their little sorcery and witchcraft and feel good and you know let them try flex them, on him but then he binded them and they couldn't do nothing yeah. they had to sit back and, and yeah. helplessly watch i love it dude that's good Here's stuff a, another point too is that obviously at that time people knew so just listen to this verse and tell me what you think but it says but when the pharisees heard about the miracle talking about jesus casting out demons that's what this is in reference to it says, when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. So think about that. So they see, this is Matthew 12, 24. They see him do something, telling a demon what to do. And obviously they've seen something like this before for them to easily just quick say that. But Jesus always, as always, has a great rebuttal to everything. Has and he divided. says, and if I am empowered by Satan, this is Matthew 12, 27. If I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too. So mm. they obviously have seen this from both sides. There's supernatural things that are happening around them to the point where they, even the Pharisees are quick to accuse Satan of doing something miraculous. Yeah. So that's to say that Satan was doing miraculous things at that time. Yeah, and see, so you even have it recorded in the Bibles uh, uh, explicitly. Second Kings chapter three, verse twenty-six and twenty-seven. The king of Moab, uh, Moab sacrifices his son. That the, he's fighting Israel, and the war is not going his way. So he chains his son to the wall and sacrifices him to Baal. And it says, uh, and then great wrath came against Israel, and then that the Israelites fled in fear. 
So, I mean, that shows you that obviously they had power. But, of course, when God steps in, God wins it's every, time. Yeah. every yeah. time. He binds every the time. strong man, you know. Oh, I mean, th- th- they saw it. They believed it because it, it was it happened. <laughs> you know, you see it with your own eyes. That, or why else would these people sacrifice their children to, to Baal and do all these just wicked things? You know, That's unless the they deal. were seeing it's something. Part of the you deal. Know? Yeah. And once again, like you said, this stuff still goes on today. It's just hidden modern. knowledge. It's just it's modern. It's just hidden knowledge. Yeah. But when those same agencies and organizations uh, are pulling strings in the upper echelons of governments all over the world and uh, the different institutions as far as the education. That's a lot of the reason we don't talk about it at church is because for, you know, a hundred years through education that, you know, the word has been watered down and it's because these institutions are controlled by these authorities and uh, of angelic beings you know they well they want us watered down i mean think about it in a spirit spiritual you know warfare lens the other side they want you to think they don't exist they don't want you reading no, about them they don't no. want you knowing they exist no, absolutely. They, they don't want you to know that you know your enemy because then you can better fight it yeah uh, it's always better to fight a deaf dumb and blind opponent right Right, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's but, on purpose. Without a doubt. Look at the, when you go back and look at the Old Testament and you see that constant, you see it blatant, that spiritual warfare in front of you. They knew who was good and bad, but they saw miraculous things. The devil, obviously, after the resurrection, had to go, wait a minute, I got to switch up tactics here. I got to do something different. And Mask, now, yeah. it's, 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 and that's why Jesus tells things, you to test every spirit. And, yes, you know? and trying to work these things into us slowly through technology, through, through education, educate, through, uh, through all these things. Yes, absolutely. So he's changed his technique over time because he saw the first technique obviously wasn't working because when he brought force, God brought greater force. Right. So now no. at this point, it's he's trying to use evil men. It, it basically it's is. It's a psyop. But it's, it's using the evil all around us. Lesser magic. And it is. The, the media, the movies, the music. But it's, um, it's that thing where it's brought to you in a way that sounds right, but just something's a little off. And it always just a little bit off. And you know that's why it's not from God. Hmm. Right. Is that something's a little bit off? It's not right. I mean, there's obviously things that are much more blatant, but there's a lot of things that we can say. Well, hey, you know, this is we're going to do this now, and, and and or you know, with education, or we're going to do this. This is how we're going to teach things. And if you change things a little bit, and it's just a little bit little off by each little, time, little by little, little by little, you don't notice. Yeah. You, don't you don't notice, notice. and you accept it easy. Yes, no, absolutely. And that's I think where we're at right now. And yeah. in the meantime, being drugged up the foods that we're ingesting into our bodies, uh, the lack of exercise, the medication that we load up on instead of taking care of our health and well-being. By the way, I'm off my blood pressure medication all the way. Thank you. Thank you, Fit Fam. Thank you, Fit Fam. That's a testimony right there. We love to hear it, man. Good stuff. But you're right, 100%. The and, things, and, and you know a good a verse that kindly ties this together. You know uh, Psalm two two, the kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel against the Lord and His anointed saying. So uh, I mean, it's just textbook right there. Yeah, and these are what Paul was talking about. You know, he said uh, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places, and authorities. You know, mm-hmm. he's talking about spiritual. Yes, yeah. spiritual, the principalities, yeah. supernatural that, in high places. Not that lower He's not talking, state. Yeah, the principalities that were higher over space, the more connected to the divine, and to where you could actually see this uh, stuff unfolding. 
You know, it's um, it's unbelievable. Paul had talked a lot about the. Uh, oh the, yeah, the rulers and principalities right, and all that stuff. Yeah, and that's exactly what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. But one thing I know everybody's heard the story with Elijah and the prophets of Baal, right? Uh, you know, uh, the prophets of Baal were you know uh, trying to sacrifice a bull, and they said that you know that Baal was the storm god. You know, he brought the rains and stuff, so he you know he was going to catch the the bull on fire, you know, and all this stuff. So Elijah's like, well, let's just have a battle. We'll see who's God's supreme, you know. So they both went up on Mount you know Carmel and done their thing, but uh, Elijah actually dug a huge trench around his, filled it with water poured all kinds of water on the wood and the sacrifice and done all this stuff to try to deter the flame. And what's crazy when you read all the old texts, you know, not just biblically, but also the ancient texts and stuff like that and the stories, you know, on Baal, you know, he was a storm god that he died and resurrected. You know, he would die in the fall because there was no rains and the crops weren't growing. Springtime, oh, he would resurrect. He would come back and bring the rains and the harvest would be plentiful and all this stuff. So this that's why when he was, uh, them guys were cutting themselves and hollering out and nothing was happening, Elijah was taunting and being like, well, maybe he's sleeping. You're like, yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's dead. Maybe it's not time for him to resurrect, you know, and just taunting, making fun of him, and nothing happened. And it said that, you know, fire fell from heaven. Well, that fire was a lightning bolt. So, I mean, it was like God was taunting these spiritual entity saying okay yeah you say you're a storm god well i'm gonna beat you at your own game right here i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna throw a lightning bolt down from heaven and boom i win and beat you with your own uh your own technique you know oh, yeah. and uh the same thing was with bales of fawn uh that mountain range in exodus 14 uh, 2 you know when they were um getting ready to cross the red sea and i'll overlook this forever but it says that the israel was told to to turn back in chapter 14 verse 2 towards Baal Zephon. Well, Baal Zephon was the, the, the mount of, sem- of assembly for Baal, the storm god. So God was like, okay, now before we go uh, across this sea, I want everybody to take a look at Baal and his mountain. Everybody smile and wave at him because uh, I'm going to bring a strong east wind here and I'm just going to show him who the real storm god is, okay? <laughs> That's amazing. It's unreal. I mean, it's unreal. Definitely good stuff right there. Yeah, I love it. I think um, going forward with everything that we're planning on talking about, it's it's important that you know we say that everything is going to be biblically based. Oh yes. And we're going to oh, pull things biblically. It's hard to argue scripture. It is hard to argue scripture, but that does not mean that we won't reference other historical texts like oh, no. the book of Enoch or the book of Jasher right, yeah. um, book Jubilees. of Giants Jubilees yes. these things are historical documents and and they're all directly quoted in your quote unquote biblical canon so and, that showed you the writers read it and believed it it's perfectly synchronized too I mean it just it just runs together right there you don't it, see the, yeah, it doesn't contradict the Bible no um, or the proper canon yeah. which was instituted to us. At the Council of Nicaea and by the Roman government, yeah. Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> well, that's a, another rabbit hole for another time. <laughs> yes, we got plenty another, of rabbit holes to go down. We got plenty of rabbit holes. I think we Stay tuned, up. folks. That's, this is just kind of the, the basis of what we are building, the majority of what we're... I mean, just to look at things, whether it's historical, whether it's... 
um, what we're looking at current events, whether it's prophecy for what has happened or what's going to happen, it's important that we're looking at it from the view of the people who wrote the Bible, Amen. from that right. supernatural, that that view that is the way that it was intended, not in through our really closed, half-blinded world eyes. view yes. right now that we have right no, now. Absolutely. So it, this this is just a. a a preface to get where we're coming from when we talk about these different subjects and when we start going down those rabbit holes so you have a basis you have something to start with and there's a lot of people out there that are great phenomenal Christians that might not believe half of what we say but oh, yeah. it's in your Bible but it's in the Bible and, and number one I don't mean to cut you off no you're good you're good I also think that we need to look at this in a, a literal sense I mean obviously there's going to be symbolic language there's going to be allegoric language there's going to be a psychological language there's going to be uh, a lot of this maybe even uh, metaphors and uh, uh, simile but uh, you know if you got eyes to see and ears to hear and, and well the first law of hermeneutics is to read your Bible literally. So if you're not looking through it in that lens and you're counting everything off as just poetic language, uh, I really just think you're picking and choosing um, oh, if I the Bible is true or not. I agree. And that's the going back to the filters thing like we talked about. Yeah. You're just you're leaning back on them filters as your crutch and everybody else don't know what they're talking about and what you've been taught and what you believe is, is the gospel and everything else just gets shut out. And, you, right. and you're going to miss out on a lot of nuggets and truths and 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 things that god's willing to show you but you have to have open ears and open mind to hear it that's that's the way if you look at when and this is once again i know we've quoted him a few times today but we look at michael heiser and you go back and you look at when he said he had taught bible college for five years Oh yeah, this and, ain't some nutcrack no, job that we're quoting no, here. This guy, guy is yeah, a doctor in many scholar, language. Yes, yeah. but then what he said, his friend said, please read, was it the Psalm 82? Yeah. He said, please read Psalm 82. Tell me what that says. He said that he sat and read it and he's jaw dropped. It yes. changed his whole perspective. It's something that he'd read a thousand times. And it's because mm -hmm. we're using the filters of today. Yeah, right. That we're yeah. not looking at it in a the perspective from the people who wrote it the ancient israelites that wrote the text yeah. and, we're, uh, and what we're does any cop do in an investigation he wants to talk to the eyewitness right. you know what i mean to get the best understanding yes. for it so therefore how we you know yeah we can read our bible and and twist it to modern interpretations to adapt to our lives and situations today yeah you can do that all day long that but if you want a true and best understanding of how this letter if you want to call it a letter was written and you want to talk to the person that the, that wrote the letter and who the per was uh, who the letter was written to? Oh, absolutely. Because perspective is everything. Right, and that's why we really got to look at uh, not only you know a lot. I know we all love our, our Kings James. There's so many Kings James onlys out there, but I think that we really got to look at these. Uh, we got to look at these different interpretations, and, and you're going to come up around with a roundabout. You're going to be able to narrow things down, and you have to look back at the Hebrew. You have to look back at the original language. You have Greek. to do in, in you in the Greek, and you have to do these things because, uh, well, once again, uh, I think Satan's had his spin on it, like he has a lot of things, and we're just not getting what what's there. Not getting the whole picture, right? So, good it, stuff. I love where we're going with this. Guys. Oh yeah, and this is like you know, like uh, Stephen mentioned, this is basically just the such a broad subject, and it's the the base 
You know, I mean, we could go for days, yes. you know, on scriptures and stuff. We just wanted to hit kind of the high notes and point you guys in the right direction, and you can do your own digging and see. Because I think once you start seeing one or two, you're gonna your eyes are gonna open up, and you're gonna start seeing more because your Bible is just littered with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, we're, it's, there's so many texts we did not go through tonight. Oh yeah, there's so many scripture well, we did not even but, touch. But this, all the other episodes we do from here, we're gonna we'll be cut. constantly referencing back. Yes. to the divine council, the supernatural world. So right. this is your base, and you got to have a good, firm base before you start building up. No, agreed. Absolutely. Foundation. Yes. Agreed. Foundation is a square too. Is that correct? Yeah. It's level. Foundation. Four ah, corners. We'll talk about that next time. How about that? Ah. <laughs> we'll talk about in there. But uh, just stick with us, guys. We'll keep digging. Uh, next week is. Uh, we're going, we're going to go through the three rebellions, right, guys? That so we're going to go for the first one, yes. uh, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, first, first rebellion, rebellion, second rebellion. And we're going to look at that uh, uh, slippery Nakash, I mean serpent. There's mm-hmm. your teaser. There you go. <laughs> so is that just the first and the second and the third rebellion all the, in the next episode? I think we'll have to chop it up. I think it's yeah, it's just yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, it's there's so much to, to unpack there. Yeah, so no, absolutely. Yeah. Next the episode, Garden of Eden and the Nakash. I mean, the serpent. The second rebellion could be a couple episodes. No yeah, man, really there's so many. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. Oh yeah. We we'll hope you guys keep joining in with us and tuning in with us. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Keep digging.